How's it going, everybody? My name is Josh, and welcome to Coffee in the News, the podcast where we talk about the week's news with a small hint of conservative. Well, we're back. We did it after a long break. Well, mainly it was a short break, but I was trying to figure out um, how I was going to fit this into my schedule. We are back. I don't know, even know if you call this season two, episode one, but we are back and better than ever, um, ready to, to get things started. So let's just get on with this week. It was a kind of big week, so let's just get started. One of the major things that happened this week was a uh, the Met Gala in New York. And, and, you know, the Met Gala is where a whole bunch of rich people go. Um, I really don't know much about the Met Gala. I just know that they, uh, the rich people wear uh, fancy clothings, actors, actresses, singers, cookers, uh, people who cook, and in this case, uh, uh, Congress uh, uh, representatives or uh, senators. Um, in this case, it was Representative AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, she was at the Met Gala. And, and the main thing that uh, she was wearing was a dress that said tax rich. Um, there's controversy there. According to Fox News, Ocasio-Cortez sparked a social media firestorm after she wore a white dress with the slogan, Tax the Rich, at the star-studded event where tickets go for at least $30,000 each. The congresswomen responded to critics flying off the handle uh, over her attendance, explaining in a tweet that, here's your tweet, New York elected officials are routine, routinely invited uh, to and attend the Met due to our responsibilities in overseeing and supporting the city's cultural institutions for the public. I was one of several in attendance in this evening. Here's the thing. AOC always complains about taxing the rich, and then here she is at, in, at an event uh, uh, where the rich are, and in this case, she is, is one of the rich. Uh, one of the rich. Um, and, and the reason why I say this is because those tickets go for $30,000, and that's not including the dress. That's not including her uh, uh, dinner table. Uh, for the dress, I mean, the cheapest, I would assume, is $1,000. I don't know how much this dress cost. I would probably assume that it was more than $1,000. Um, so we have to put into account that. I don't know how much a table uh, costs, but uh, based on what it looks like, AOC uh, um, also uh, bought a table. Here's the other thing, too. A, f a few uh, months ago, and I remember we talked about this, AOC complained about her abuela and how she didn't have the help um, in, uh, oh gosh, I, I want to say Haiti, and I could be wrong, but uh, no, uh, uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, uh, she was complaining about how her abuela in Puerto Rico didn't get the help uh, uh, from uh, one of the major hurricanes, right? She didn't get the help. The funny story thing, the funny thing about that as well is there's a conservative uh, uh, politician who put a a GoFundMe account for AOC's uh, abuela, and sure enough, they got the money and they tried to give it to AOC's abuela, and it, and it didn't work. Uh, it's just it's kind of funny to take a look at that. But we see that uh, that AOC has the money. We see that she has the money, and and even though she, yes, she's wearing this tax rich. In this case, she she is one of the rich. Uh, she is one of the upper class uh, upper class people. Um, 
it's just it's just really sad to see. And and this story doesn't end. There's actually more to the story. And a matter of fact, this is the same sp- uh, article. Uh, a spokesman for the Met said Ocasio Cortez was a quote guest of the museum end quote. The AAF's complaint obtained by Fox News asks the Office of Congressional Ethics to quote immediately open an investigation end quote into AO into Ocasio Cortez and whether she accepted an quote immersion impermissible gift, end quote, to attend the gala or violated any campaign finance laws, quote, without prompt investigation and enforcement of congressional rules, the American people are likely to lose faith in the ability of Congress to police its members, the complaint says. So AOC, uh, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she is a, a representative who is one of the least effective. And a matter of fact, there's actually a study out there um, that's like, I don't know, you know, you know how sometimes you watch sports and they're like, here's your top 10 NFL quarterbacks. Well, they have one of these lists for our senators and for our representatives and for our representatives. In this case, AOC is one of the lowest rating uh, representatives. And, and the reason why is because I, I believe only two of her bills uh, were accepted and uh, to the Senate and, and none of them uh, voted yay um, to become a law. Uh, she's just not effective. She doesn't write a lot of bills out there um, and she just doesn't do her job. The only reason why she is up there the only reason why she is still a representative is because she goes on her Instagram and does a live stream almost weekly on a weekly basis. She has a fan group uh, and, and she's like the Miley Cyrus of, of um, Capitol Hill. And the reason why is, again, it's just that fan group. So even if she gets fined, uh, which chances are she might get fined, she might not get fined. But even if she did get fined, it's not going to stop Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I think she's going to end up I really think she's going to end up being a, a Congress a, a representative. And chances are, too, that if she decides to run for Senate, she might become a senator. And again, it's just because um, not because um, of her bills or or um, or any of this stuff. It's just because of her social media uh, campaigns. Speaking of New York, uh, we see that uh, medical workers uh, in the state of New York are actually suing the state over the new vaccine mandate. And it looks like the Supreme Court of New York are actually in their favor. And according to the Associated Press, a federal judge temporarily blocked the state of New York on Tuesday from forcing medical workers to be vaccinated after a group of healthcare workers sued saying their constitutional rights were violated because the state's mandate disallowed religious exemptions. Judge David Hurd in Utica issued the order after 17 health professionals, including doctors and nurses, claimed in a lawsuit Monday that their rights were violated with the vaccine mandate that disallowed the exemptions. So um, this seems like a good lawsuit. I think this is a a winnable lawsuit, if you uh, could say. I want to say, though, too, is instead, and this might have just been the way they were wording it, um, I think they were kind of taking a look at a win. Um, but I think they should have done it in just the va- whole vaccine in general. Uh, recently, Biden announced this was an executive order that Biden uh, gave out. He said that if you have a company that has 100 or more people, they are required to get the vaccine. They're required to get the vaccine. So uh, right off the bat, that infringes on their rights. Um, that's completely ridiculous. That's It definitely does infringe on their rights. So um, 
on this New York thing. This is a good thing. Um, I, I again, I just wish that it was kind of more vague on just the whole vaccine uh, uh, thing in general instead of just this religious exemption. Um, on the Biden thing, requiring a hundred vaccine, this uh, requiring uh, uh, vaccines of companies who have a hundred or more employees. This is ridiculous. I've, I've I'm hearing plenty of companies aren't going to even follow that. I don't know even I don't even know how you could follow that. Uh, it's just very very vague. Um, and again, it's just it's really it's against our uh, our our amendments. And um, this will probably end up going into the Supreme Court, and that's going to be one one Supreme Court case that we uh, um, need to watch. I'll I'll also say this too: um, there are people who um, have medical issues who shouldn't get the vaccine, right? So, if you are thinking about getting the vaccine, talk to your doctor first um, and see what they think. I've known plenty of people who told me, like, "Oh yeah, my doctor said I shouldn't get the vaccine because." Um, because just of my health, I might be allergic to the, uh, the vaccine, or it might just be doing this to my body, or it might be doing this to my body. So um, talk to your doctor there, your doctor knows more. Um, and just look up the information yourself too. don't get don't, don't be forced into doing it, you know, actually look into your information and, and see for yourself. Uh, speaking of what happened with uh, Biden, uh, we see Ben Shapiro is actually suing uh, the president of the United States and over his new executive order. And the reason why is because, yes, Shapiro has more than 100 employees and all of his employees are furious. Biden says that the businesses who will refuse to give for their 100 employees to get the vaccine or more employees to get the vaccine, they'll have to pay a fine of $14,000 per violation. And, and Shapiro, this is just crazy. Uh, the Daily Wire is, is a company... Uh, that Ben Shapiro helped create. Um, ben Shapiro is a lawyer. Uh, other people on that show are lawyers as well. It's just, it's crazy. Uh, so this lawsuit looks like it's going to be big. And it's no doubt in my mind, again, this is just something that's going to end up going in, into the Supreme Court. Um, and it's going to be something that we're going to have to have to take a look at. It's funny too, when I heard that this fine that Biden uh, is going to give the businessmen $14,000 per violation. I'm like, oh, now we know how Biden plans on paying for his Build Back Better plan. He's just going to tax $14,000 per violation for these companies who have 100 employees or more. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That's how Biden plans on doing it. So it's been it's been about two weeks uh, maybe two or three weeks since this whole Afghanistan thing um, has kind of gone to an end. Um, and so uh, way up yonder on Capitol Hill, there's a hearing with Antony uh, Blinken that took place. Uh, this lasted, I believe, two days. The first day was very interesting. A lot of the representatives and senators who wanted to speak on this issue were on in Capitol Hill. While Antony Blinken was in his office, obviously not in Capitol Hill, which was a, a sight to see. Um, and then the second day, Antony Blinken was back. Uh, Blinken was on Capitol Hill as well. Um, I don't know if this was a case. I think it was just kind of a misunderstanding. Um, nothing to be really harsh about, but I mean, it's, it's just something interesting to take a look at. Anyways, uh, 
We see that Representative Perry was pointing out about how many Afghani people we brought you know, out who didn't even meet the requirements of that special, uh, uh, I believe it was the special green card deal. Uh, basically, that special deal was that if you were an Afghani translator, someone who would translate uh, uh, that language to English, um, and you worked for that for and you worked for the United States. You obviously had uh, you were able to come to the United States. So uh, Representative Perry is trying to point out, like, hey, uh, we brought many more people who don't even meet these requirements, and yet we still have brought them in. Um, on top of that, he asked that these uh, immigrants had to get the vaccine, and Blinken's response was, okay, yes, they get tested first, and then uh, they get the vaccine. Uh, and so I think the one thing that this representative is trying to shed light on is um, that's not the case in our border, right? Our, our border between Mexico and the United States, despite what Biden says is it's clearly closed. It's not clearly closed. It's open. Um, we're seeing the, uh, these immigrants just come, come over to the United States nonstop on a daily basis. And so that's the point that he's trying to bring out. He's saying, hey, we don't test the uh, uh, those illegal immigrants, we don't test them, and we don't give them the vaccine. We just give them a court date, and then we just release them into the United States out of all places. That's that's what this representative is trying to point out. And so, instead of bringing this light, instead of Blinken like saying, "I totally understand. Let me let me help on that," he tries to put the blame on onto the Trump and the Trump administration, trying to say, "Well, Trump didn't have a plan," and. And Trump gave us this whole mess in the first place. So it's Trump's fault. And I think, yes, Trump didn't have a plan. I think we can actually take a look at that. Um, but we have to remember that this was during an election year. Uh, and on top of that, COVID-19 was going on. So my point that I'm trying to make is, what is the point of making plans, even if you don't have the assurance that you're going to be the president, uh, the president uh, for the next four years? It just it kind of doesn't make any sense in my head. Um I could be wrong. It's just, that's just kind of the way my head uh, uh, thinks is what's the point of making plans if I don't have the assurance that I'm going to get this position? And, and I think that's something that's uh, very interesting to take a look at. Um, it's, it's sad to see what's going on. It really is. Uh, there's still plenty of um, it was just a mess. It, it was a big mess of what happened there. Um, and so no doubt in my mind, if Trump was president, this would have happened a lot differently. Uh, and and what do I mean by this? Well, the first things first is Trump would have kept uh, the United States Army there. He would have gotten the um, United States uh, Amer. He would have gotten Americans um, out first, and then he would have gotten those um, who uh, helped translate for us out first uh, or second, and then the army. Um, I, that would just make the clear sense. While on, on top of that, he would have gotten a lot of our our so much money was spent in Afghanistan. Um, don't even get me started on the embassy. Uh, our embassy is so expensive there. And so I think that shows that we have plans to stay. Um, and just don't get, uh, it's, it's hectic. We, we left a lot of weapons there. And um, if Trump was president, he would have gotten those weapons out, out of the way um, instead of like how Biden did it, is just leaving them. So now the Taliban have um, these weapons. We're not done with Afghanistan just yet. No, we're, we're, we haven't even touched the surface. This, this is going to bring us up to the surface. Uh, so 
Oh my goodness. Uh, there were 12 uh, uh, members of the United States. Uh, I don't remember if it was army. A anyways, they were, they were in Afghanistan helping us out. Uh, 12 of them died as they were protecting in the airport uh, from a suicide bomber. Uh, they believe that the suicide bomber was a member of the ISIS-K. Uh, I don't exactly know what ISIS-K means. I have a feeling that ISIS kind of split. So ISIS-K is one side and then ISIS is the other side. Um, but anyways, out of retaliation, Biden, the Biden administration, decided to do an airstrike. And for a while, it was supposed, uh, uh, we believed, that it killed an ISIS-K member. Uh, and it turns out it was an accident. According to the New York Post, the U.S. military on Friday admitted that it killed 10 civilians, including seven children and aid worker Zimari Ahami, uh, Ahmadi in a drone strike near Kabul's airport last month, and not Islamic State bomb plotters, as it originally claimed. The Marine Corps General Kenneth McKenzie Jr., commander of the U.S. Central Command, said the civilians were, quote, tragically killed, end quote, on August 29th, one day before the final chaotic Biden administration evacuation flights from Kabul. Here's his quote. I am now convinced that as many as 10 civilians, including up to seven children, were tragically killed in the strike, uh, McKenzie said at a press conference. We now assess that it is unlikely that the vehicle and those who died were associated with ISIS-K for a direct threat to U.S. Uh, forces. It's just terrible. I always think... I always, whenever I hear an airstrike, I think of uh, the airstrike uh, that Donald Trump, that President Trump did. Um, I remember this because I was actually in Washington, D.C. This was um, one of the questions I asked um, my senator. I asked my senator, I'm like, okay, can you give us a little bit uh, more detail in Iran? Because this was during uh, the Iran nuclear deal. It was just, it was just hectic. Um, when I was there in D.C., this was like two month, two years ago. I remember um, just looking at the news and there was talks that Trump was going to do an airstrike uh, to try and kill one of these major terrorist um, organization members. And um, it ended up that Trump didn't do it. And then a few weeks later, it was weeks or months, I don't remember, but a few time later, we'll just put it that way. Um, all of a sudden, uh, there was an airstrike that Trump confirmed. And this airstrike killed that one a member of that terrorist organization. And I believe a, a reporter asked Trump, okay, why didn't you do that, um, you know, first? And the, why didn't you cancel it? And Trump goes, there was uh, too many lives at, at stake. I didn't want to, I didn't want that blood on my hands, basically. We only came for one person and that one person we got at this one. In this case, this is not the case. For Biden, it just wasn't. I think Biden was, it was just a stupid decision. And for retaliation, they said, you know what, screw it. We're just going to drop an airstrike. Um, I shouldn't say screw it. I think they had a reason to believe that it was an ISIS-K member. Um, sadly, it was not. Um, but it just it's just so sad to see. Um, and I just, it's ridiculous. Um, this It even raises the question, you know, who's in charge of this airstrike? Because Right now, there's a lot of confusion on who's in charge. Um, who was the one who said, okay, yeah, go ahead and do this airstrike? Um, who recommended it, I should say? Uh, one person said, oh, yeah, um, I, Biden did recommend this. And then another person said, oh, no, someone else recommended this. And then Biden goes, oh, I, someone else told me to do it. You know, So there, there's a lot of confusion, and it just raises the question of 
who is in charge because I, I think it's clearly not Biden. Um, it's, it's someone else in the curtains. Speaking of Biden, Biden actually went to California. And the reason why he went to California was uh, one thing that really happened this, uh, that happened this week was the election to if they should officially recall Newsom or if not. Uh, Biden went to California to support Newsom. And as he was there, he went to a meeting uh, with firefighters. And this meeting was pertaining to in just the crazy wildfires that's going on in California and, and these other states bordering uh, uh, California. The thing is, this is the main thing. Biden went off script. Um, this was a private meeting, but there were cameras, so you can kind of, or not cameras, but there was a camera that was live streaming it, so you could listen to it. Um, this was directly from the White House, uh, the White House YouTube page, Facebook page, Instagram, you, just their social media. And um, as Biden went off script, the White House uh, cut Biden off. Like it was like, oh, we're offline now. Like we ran out of internet. And the funny thing is, this has happened before. Um, this has happened when, uh, whenever, pretty much whenever Biden goes off script and it wants to answer questions. I think another good example of this is when he was talking to Nancy Pelosi on an online uh, interview or something like that. And Biden was like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm ready to answer questions if that's fine by you, Pelosi. And it was like this awkward silence. And then all of a sudden it like cut. Um, it's just really ridiculous to see. And it just comes to the question again on who we think is in charge. Um, I don't think it's Harris. We haven't really heard much of Harris one bit. Um, the last time I heard of Harris was when she went to the border. And that wasn't where uh, Ground Zero is. That was far closer. Um, I think another example, I don't think it, it might be Pelosi. Um, it I, might be Biden's wife. Um, it might even be Biden's administration team, a separate team that the Democrats set up uh, to help Biden. It's it's just ridiculous to see. Um, you know, again, I don't think Biden Biden's not in charge of this country. And the reason why is whenever you take a look at these press conferences or any of this and there's questions, what's the number one thing you hear from Biden? Oh, I'm going to get in trouble because of this. I'm going to get in deep doo-doo. And, and that's not the... You're the president of the United States. You're going to get in trouble because of this. It just comes to show that someone else is in charge. Um, and it's it's sad to see. Um, we deserve to, to know the truth. We deserve to know if our president is a fit to run this country or if someone is in the background who's actually running this country. Speaking of Newsom and this whole re-election thing, sadly, Newsom... Uh, is still the governor of California. Uh, this is this is kind of something we all expected. Um, California is like deep, deep blue. Um, it's it's really, really blue. The only red parts you're gonna see are, are probably uh, counties near the border, um, farming counties, and then like this weird county where I'm in, which strangely enough, a lot of the people over here are conservatives. Um, but other than that, a lot of these counties over here are really, really deep blue. Um, it, it's just sad as it as sad as it sounds. I I think um, we wouldn't have seen a conservative win, um, even if everybody said yes. We uh, Newsom does need to get recalled. I think a Democrat would have have won um, instead of uh, Larry Elder. Um, and it's just again, it's just because of um, 
how deep blue uh, the state of California is. Um, I don't know if they'll ever change. Uh, I think the only time they'll change is when they see like, oh my goodness, we're so, this Democratic Party is socialist. Uh, we're going to change our minds. But I don't think we're going to ever see that happen. This is the final story of the week. Um, it's just, what a hectic news week. Um, Biden, uh, he's actually back in Delaware. Um, not for any business, uh, but for a, another vacation. Uh, Fox News says that with more than 100 Americans trapped behind Taliban lines in Afghanistan, more than 10,000 illegal immigrants, many flooding in from Haiti, from Haiti after the halting of deportation flights flowing into South Texas and record inflation and America's oldest ally recalling its ambassador over a slight. President Biden selfishly decided to take a weekend vacation at the beach in his home state of Delaware. Sean Hannity said Friday in his opening monologue, Hannity ripped Biden for continuing to ignore multiplying uh, uh, crises and acting unilaterally. In this case, deciding to head to Rio Booth uh, Beach for what is one of the wanting warm weekends of summer in the Mid-Atlantic. Atlantic. The host pointed out it is now day 34 of Americans held hostage behind enemy lines in Afghanistan and noted people he took an oath to protect are now in hiding while he flies to Sussex, Sussex uh, County, Delaware to enjoy the weekend. Uh, the same article. Someone in the administration needs to remind Joe that he's the president of the United States. He needs to get rid of his get off of his butt and get to work, Kennedy said. If he's too weak and frail and slow to handle the job seven days a week, he should step down and retire because right now there are serious crises in multiple fronts. When Trump was on vacation, the news was completely against it. The, I kid you not, every time I would say, oh, Trump's playing golf right now. This just comes to show that Trump isn't doing anything for the country. Oh, Trump's playing golf again. Just comes to show this. Ooh, Trump's flying over to Korea. Comes to show this. It's just, it's just, they kept on bashing Trump left and right, left and right. I'm not saying it's wrong to go on vacation. I'm not saying that. If you're a president of the United, if you're the president of the United States, that is a huge job. And yes, you should take a break. But on Biden's side, this guy hasn't done anything. This is like the third vacation. It seems like every single week he's taking a vacation, a longer vacation, or every single other week. It's, it's crazy to see that. And yet the news doesn't point that out. The news point doesn't point that out one bit. Uh, they're not honest, um, I guess you can say. And yes, Hannity's correct. There are actual crises going on uh, thanks to Biden, right? Thanks to Biden. And what do I mean by this? Well, if we're taking a look at the border right now between Mexico and the United States and all these illegal immigrants, that's because Biden canceled the um, Remain in Mexico policy that Trump had in place. If you take a look at what's going on in Afghanistan right now, that's because Biden got rid of what Trump did, which was keeping um, Afghanistan uh, in control um, until they could leave. It, it's just ridiculous. Everything Biden is doing is the complete opposite that Trump did. He's just getting rid of policy after policy after policy after policy. This huge vaccine thing going on right now, he's, it's just ridiculous. There's all these crises going on, and here's Trump, Here's Biden going to his home in Delaware for an, uh, for another vacation. How ridiculous is that? Um, 
he needs to get back into place. And again, it just comes back to place. Who is running this country? Because right now, it, I think it's clear it's not Biden. It's not Biden one bit. Whenever he, some, you ask him a question, you go, well, I'm going to get in trouble if I answer questions. Oh, well, I'm, I'm a, a, you, you, you know the thing. It's just ridiculous. And so we just deserve the truth. We, the truth that we deserve is uh, to know is who is actually running the United States. Who's actually running the United States of America. That is the end of our episode. Thank you guys so much for uh, being patient uh, and listening. Um, Still trying to figure out the schedule, uh, but uh, I still plan on doing this every week. So hopefully, Lord willing, I'll talk to you all next week. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, listen, share, comment. You know what to do. And um, yeah, I just can't wait to talk to you all next week. So see you soon. God bless.